0: I guess we all saw it coming, but uh, I guess it came a little sooner than we anticipated. I didn't know it was going to happen this fast. Welcome to Teal Town Live. Uh, It's me. It's Puck Guy. And so Peter DeBoer has been shown the door as first reported by Elliot Friedman. Following that, Pierre LeBron giving a little more details. Uh, Now, here's the the fun thing. Evidently, he had one more year left on his deal, getting about three mil per. So not a huge loss, especially, uh, well not a huge loss, uh, when you've got a guy behind the bench who's going to take over, and it's already been reported that Bob Boogner is expected to take over the bench boss duties as predicted by myself and countless others <laughs> on here <laughs> at different times. So, uh, Eric, initial thoughts?
1: Um, We knew that maybe something was going to have to happen, but didn't expect this uh, right now, I, I thought – maybe by January, to be quite honest. Um, But, you know, with the team losing the entire road trip, um, they are struggling offensively. They are having issues defensively, goaltending-wise. It's been up and down. Although, like we said last night, Jones had a great night last night. Um, Evidently, that was not enough. And and to be 15-16-2... You know, uh, in 33 games into the season for a team that's got a lot of talent that should be able to get it done um, is not going to cut it.
0: Well, and we're also talking about a uh, an issue where uh, if memory serves, this is the first time Doug Wilson has fired a coach midseason. Yes. uh, He inherited Ron Wilson
1: from uh, Dean Lombardi when he took over the team in 2003 and uh, then, you know, they did a removal at the end of the 7 season after the Sharks were eliminated by Dallas in round two and hired McClellan in the off season, And, of course, McClellan was, uh, well, mutually parted ways, I
0: guess we'll call Jesus it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Thank you, Gwyneth Paltrow. From, well,
1: they stole that from Harbaugh and the Niners, you know, not that long afterward. <laughs> oh, that's then,
0: right. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was a conscious uncoupling. Uh, All right, so so OC54, is Doug Wilson on the hot seat? Um, We've covered this a bajillion times, but uh, hey, I'll say it again. Um, No, I think Hossel Plotner, Wilson is his guy, and as long as the Sharks keep going to the playoffs every season, that's, you know, until Wilson has like a stretch of three seasons where they don't go to the playoffs – Then maybe Wilson's on the hot seat Um, and with the lack of talent at the forward position right now and in the future, that might be happening sooner than Hasso expected or thought. Yeah, Uh, and we're looking in the chat to
1: Felix saying David Pagnata uh, from the fourth period, tweeting that Dave Barr, Steve Spott, and Johan Hedberg have also been fired. So Wow. So that means everybody but Bugner is gone.
0: Uh, Man, this is, wow. And, this is a, I mean, burn the house down cleaning.
1: But, and to be honest, we haven't seen this bad. I, I would say when, uh, I'm not not even the Sutter was fired when because they were there. I would say when Constantine was fired and this was around the time Constantine was let go in in 1995 uh, after he had just signed a fresh new contract. And of course, AJ and I were both know back then that uh, uh, Constantine wanted the, uh, uh, you know, wanted his assistance in and sent uh, Drew and uh, oh, gosh, like Vasily Tikhanov to Kansas city, uh, while he brought in like,
0: Whoa. Oh, that was kind of cool. Oh man. Hate when that happens. <laughs> wow, that was cool. You all right? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, so try to get jerk in and everything kind of imploded on me for a second, but go ahead.
1: Okay. So yeah, this is, uh, the only the third time, Uh, A midseason firing has taken place December, like we said, December 95, Constantine was let go uh, in favor of Jim Wiley Uh, in uh, 2002. uh, Like a little after Thanksgiving, Daryl Sutter was shown a door in favor of, well, at the time it was Doug Wilson, Cap Raider uh, were kind of like platooning it for a game and then they eventually landed Ron Wilson
0: well, we uh, I mean, we don't need to get into a whole history but, lesson. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, of the matter is Peter DeBoer is gone now. Are we shocked that Hedberg and Spot and that crew? I'm a little shocked about Hedberg just because he came up with the Sharks organization, uh, came through it. Spot, I think a lot of fans are kind of like, you know, too little, too late, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Hockey Jerk joining us. Um, your, your take. Or not. Evidently, Hockey Jerk is busy eating, probably. Oh boy! I can't say I'm surprised.
1: But but <laughs> to uh while you try to get jerk back on, um, goaltender and and power play coach. Let's let's be real here. Uh, you know goaltending was an issue. Power play was a major issue. I mean, one for one goal in the last twelve games on the power play. You know, and again we talk about the talent on this team. And we've had stretches. We mentioned it the other day. What was it? Uh Shang mentioned it on Twitter. How long they've been stretching out on on struggling with uh with the uh power play. And it's it's just unacceptable. And so this this team is now going to have uh, a new whole cast, uh, and who knows what's what it's, what it's going to lead. If we're hearing Bob Boogner is going to be the, the head coach, does that mean? And we're talking full cool speculation here. Does that mean Nabby will step in as the full-time goalie coach in the meantime? I mean, why wouldn't he? You know, at at this point, kind of platoon back and forth between the Sharks and Barracuda. I mean, uh, <laughs> assistants who knows, I mean, do you bring up, maybe do you bring up Roy Slammer who has a year of, it, 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 he has a year of, a, of, uh, NHL assistant coaching experience under Daryl Sutter?
0: No, you uh, know who you bring in? Drew
1: fucking Ramenda. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, no, if you ever wanted to get into coaching, you, you know, I would go with Dan Boyle. Um, oh, that would
0: be nice. I'd like to see him coach the defense. I, I think him would be pr- would be pretty awesome to do because he um, had that offensive upside, just like Ek and Burns does. But he had a nasty, not taking shit from nobody kind of attitude that right. he could also spread among the the, the group. Um, and, yeah, this and, is just amazing. I I wonder if also part of this comes down from the fact that just a week or so ago there was audio of DeBoer. God in a hold calm down there was audio of DeBoer in a post-game uh press conference where he literally was quoted as saying is i don't have the answers i don't know the answer right dude i and, mean y- you might as well just like throw the resignation on the boss's table at that point
1: yeah and, and he you had that he also mentioned early on when the power play was struggling in this stretch i'm not worried about the power play i'm sorry
0: dude We've it's had these- 0 for 27 <laughs> be fucking worried right <laughs> jerk man so. your initial thoughts
2: uh okay so as we talked about wow um so didn't I, we, I didn't was, we
0: predict the do i get foreseen points for bugner taking over the bench duties
2: you know i'll, I'll have to check with my associates but i, I think that might be in order <laughs> i'm I, uh, I
0: feeling like it <laughs> feeling like by that's the way, gonna happen it,
2: good to see you guys uh good so to see you, guys. Uh, okay. so, uh, yeah, I was never on the train for fire De bore for the reasons that a lot of other people were because of, oh, he hates young players and he's dumb and doesn't know how to do this.
0: Dude, but... imagine when Ian wakes up and sees this <laughs> news.
2: <laughs> oh my God. And, Especially and, you know, and website. I, I, you know, I said it on Discord with you guys. I said it on Pucknologist as well. The only way firing Peter DeBoer makes sense to me is if they feel like somebody else can utilize the current roster uh, more efficiently. Clearly, that's the case. DeBoer is gone as the head coach. And I just tweeted it out on Twitter at hockey underscore jerk. But it's kind of interesting how the thing's not going well for the Sharks. Were eliminated. Goaltending is a struggle. They fire Hedberg. Power plays a struggle. They fire Spot. But the defense, which has been a lot better the last I'd say five weeks, which is Bob <laughs> Buchner's department.
0: He's mm-hmm. he's head
2: coach now. So I mean, for all that we and and we are definitely as guilty as others are. But like for all that we complain about, like you know the organization not identifying the problems it has. This is one of those things where like. All the right moves were made. Like you don't you don't want to spit on a guy's grave, but like the right people were removed and the right people were kept.
0: And a friend of the show, Ross McKeon, wondering aloud if Mike Ricci will be making the jump to assistant coach.
2: Interesting. Uh, well, OK, uh, not to not to stoke any flames or anything or
0: stir. Them <laughs> I up. mean, Mike Ricci isn't the name that comes to mind when you think about a power play. But go ahead. <laughs> so uh,
2: and and again, this is this is a very off the rails, very eh, maybe kind of sort of uh, thing. But uh, I don't recall what game it was after. Um, but Kevin Kurz threw out a tweet like, oh, you know, after the game, Ryan Klo made an appearance in the Sharks dressing room. And a lot of people on Twitter were like, new coach, new coach. And I'm hmm. like,
0: okay, whatever. What, but, what's Craig Vervey up to? <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, you know, Ryan Klo, like for those who don't know, he's got experience behind the New Jersey Devils bench, behind the San Francisco Bulls bench. Um, well,
0: Peter DeBoer had experience behind the Devils bench, but go right, ahead. <laughs>
2: you know, so Ryan Klo, even though I don't think I don't think Kurz was insinuating anything. If Ryan Close somehow miraculously became an option, I don't think it would be the worst option ever.
0: Nope. No. Uh, first no. time it, it would it. be that, you know, a former player, Sharks player would become a coach for the Sharks. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. an, an actual, you know, not obviously not, we're not talking about Nabby or, uh, well, I guess Hedberg, you he could say, you know, he, yeah. he did have that, that hot minute there, but...
2: I, I gotta uh, say though I, I did not expect this at all. Like they just gave DeBoer the extension. I thought they were gonna ride it out until at least the season ended.
0: Well, uh, yeah. funny you bring that up because LeBron reporting DeBoer had this year and next left on his contract at a three million per year salary. So I'm not I'm uh, I'm not totally shocked by this. It I'm I'm wondering if his contract was up over this last uh, offseason and they just gave him a, a two year extension. Uh, but, I mean, you you look at this. Was this a long time? The other thing that gets me, too, look at the schedule here, boys. I mean, we're in the middle of the second five-game losing streak of the season with, you know, one of the most talented blue lines ever put on the map. And another your second five-game losing streak in a single season um, – I mean (laughs) something the the, a shoe had to drop. And we've been sitting here for the last three after the last three games going what do you do? Was the and remember, Doug Wilson is he's he's saying he has no apologies for the Eric Carlson contract. As he shouldn't. Yeah. And even uh, I believe I think it was Ross McKeon also earlier. T- Boy, Ross McKeon been very active today on Twitter. Uh, but he, <laughs> I'm sorry for almost
2: getting you fired that one time. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, <wait> hey <laughs> now. <laughs> but watch. Uh, oh, what's really funny is Sharky is now tweeting that it's an om- honor to be nominated. Um, to, uh, hot mascot Hall of Fame, and now back to the you know now back to San Jose. Yeah, we got some news for you, pal. <laughs> but, but, well, hold on, what was the point that I was making there? Oh, that, you know, Wilson is married to this EK deal, and Ross McKean was saying he thought, and again, foreseen points, jerk, uh, that he believes that Wilson and staff overestimated, overvalued, what, oh, whatever you want to call it, but looked at the guys like – Uh, Schmielewski, Chekovic, Chekovic, whatever the hell, Cheko. we'll just call him that, Um, uh, you know, Blickfeld, Bergman, that maybe he thought those guys were far more ready for primetime than they actually were, and so that gave him the comfort to throw all that money at Eric Carlson and say, oh, we'll be fine because we've got all these pieces down below in place, and essentially none of them have panned out as we're almost halfway through a season.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't think it was totally ridiculous to have those expectations for those prospects you listed. I mean, all of them had really good junior seasons last year, and I think a smart person would say that they probably would have made a bigger impact. I just, I think it was unfortunate that none of them made an impact. Um, but even then, like you, you were going and I, uh, you were talking about it a little bit. And I was thinking about it too. This is very interesting timing. You know, I mean, I I guess it's good they didn't do it on a game day, um, but... You How know, jacked it's...
0: up would it have been if they'd done it, like, the day before Christmas?
1: <laughs> right, but it's
2: like, which, well, you know.
1: <laughs> which, <laughs> But if I'm not mistaken, that's when he got fired from New Jersey. Would not be surprised. <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll, let me re that. Re- yeah, keep going, jerk. Um, but... You know, kind
2: of weird timing, like the sharks are I mean they're I assume they're back in San Jose, right, but they're we're yeah. in a day between a road game and a home game, so you got travel and a bunch of logistical things going on. like I'm wondering, I don't know if if Doug Wilson woke up today and he's like, "You know what? we're gonna fire the coach, or like if yesterday after the game, it was like, yeah, so Pete, just you're not coming with us. like I don't know how it transpired, but the very interesting timing, um, like. I, I think with, with Doug Wilson, I think he realizes where the roster's at. I mean, you've got two, you know, we've been through it all before. You have two Norris Trophy defensemen on your team. You signed Kane and Couture and Vlasic uh, and Timo Meyer, lo- long-term or semi-long-term. And it's like, you know, and we even talked about it, AJ, on Discord after the game against uh, the Florida Panthers. Like, like now is the time to do this. Like, And by this, I mean, like, win a Stanley cup. Like now, now is the time you can't screw around and take a year off. You know, the sharks don't have that luxury because they don't have their force, their first, uh, or second round draft pick this year. Um, Well, they don't, they don't have that luxury. And so I think for Doug Wilson, I think he realized, okay, the way things are going right now, and we need to make a change. And that's, I think what a lot of this stems from, and my biggest gripe with DeBoer. Uh, I mean, he's an NHL coach, so by default he's a good coach. But my biggest gripe with him was that there was a strong inability to change when things were not going well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Another thing that I think kind of contributed to this as well, we talked about the younger guys not being ready for prime time. I think another key factor of this is the fact that LeBanc, Meyer, and Sorensen have all kind of regressed this season. You know? Yeah. Each one of those guys, you had like Sorensen at 17 last year, expected to get 20. You have Meyer at 30 last year, hoping for 35. You had LeBanc, I believe, also at 17, hoping to get maybe 22, 25. And each one of them is off the pace that they had last year by like a significant margin. You know, a third of the way into the season, and they're not close to uh, to having a third of the numbers that they had last season. So – and you
1: look at a guy like Kevin lebank who who took you know the massive hometown discount to go you know to gr- try and land a bigger deal. He's had an okay season, but he's definitely been in the penalty box a lot more. And, uh, uh,
0: Brady, did you just get here, pal? <laughs> I only <laughs> asked that because because you asked, do you think Bugner could be the interim coach? It's already been announced. Bugner is the interim coach and will be for what? the foreseeable future.
2: Would you guys? Would you guys? Real quick. Would you guys like a stat?
0: Lay it on me, man.
2: So, and this is coming from Dmitry Filipovich. The last time since the uh, Red Wings last won a game, there have been five coaches <laughs> oh. either been oh, fired geez. or quit.
0: Yeah, no, we we we. Uh, <laughs> when did we talk about that? Was that last night? I remember. I remember just talking about that. Uh, the other issue as well, <laughs> man. That is such a jacked up stat
1: bro (laughs) you you know what you know what detroit wouldn't
0: be a bad spot for pd beat the land though sure why not who cares he's not uh, you know what not my problem anymore
1: but to go back to uh enter thought he was fired by the devils on december 26 2014 so the day after christmas
0: so (laughs) here let's also call out one other thing and and you talk about foreseen points Rewind the clock to 2015 when the Sharks got PDB. We were told by Gen X the first season will be successful and he will never get as close to that for the rest of the time that he's here. You'll get the one good year and then Mm -hmm. that's it. And I'll be damned if Gen X didn't, I mean, hello, owner of Foreseen right there.
2: Yeah, well, Gen X isn't the only person who said that at the time. So, well, I, I like to, I like to give him that crap for it, but no, he was a hundred percent right. And you you look at the history. I mean, first year in Florida makes the playoffs for the first time in forever. Never made it back. New Jersey first year Stanley Cup final. Never made it back to the playoffs. Now, the, his history with the Sharks does maybe kind of tweak that narrative a little bit. I mean, outside of the first year Stanley Cup final, you had a first round exit, a second round exit, a conference final exit. So it's not, you know, from the top all the way down. You know, it's like down, up, down, up. But Gen X's point is is 100% accurate. Like, you look at the recent history uh, before the Sharks and then obviously with the Sharks uh,
1: up until about uh, 12 minutes ago, uh, it was a lot of the same. Yeah. Yes. But, but- – AJ, I, min- I think I mentioned this on his show when we did, you think about it, you think about that power play, they're five minutes, they're 10 minutes away from going home in the first round in seven games with Pavelski, yep. Carlson, everybody there. So this could have been last on run. the plate, you know, well, right after I, I, game ma-
0: seven against Vegas. Maybe, yeah, maybe he doesn't get the extension uh, during this last offseason. Um, yeah. Our buddy, friend of the show, Shalena Goldman, saying, I know there are a lot of Sharks fans out there who have expressed their desire for DeBoer to get the boot. Uh, It needs to be understood that there are a lot of other issues this team needs to address. A coaching change isn't where problems end. Yep, Uh, I don't know if I necessarily
2: agree with that, Uh, only because, like I said earlier... The Sharks, I think – I don't think they have the personnel to win the Stanley Cup unless a lot of things oh. go right for them. But they definitely have the personnel to make the playoffs and be a dominant team in the playoffs. And I think you get a new, uh, we'll say, visionary behind the bench uh, who maybe moves some guys around. I mean, AJ knows. Discord and Twitter, the last three days, I'm literally drawing up power plays for the Sharks to do. <laughs> well, will. Like, I'm just and saying. The- like, you make these changes. Like, you – I'm, I'm everybody saying like, people are saying, Oh, Doug Wilson's next. No, Doug Wilson looked and said, okay, what is wrong with my team and identified it and then got rid of everything that's wrong.
0: Well, here's the other funny thing too, if you consider this. And again, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. I'm just pointing out things that are, and what I find comical some days, um, Brody and Brownie, just a couple days ago, or actually, I believe it was yesterday, during Twitter mission, it was asked to them: Should Debor be given the Spanish Archer El Bow? You know, right? You gone. Uh, and what's funny? It's like, oh, you get, you want to get. Dude, they they won eleven. You're you know eleven of fourteen games in November. Why would you want to get rid of a coach that did that and everything? So my point is, go back and watch the Twitter missions from yesterday just to r- get a feeling, just to you know jog the memory a little bit, and then ask them some questions tomorrow. <laughs> I just think it's it's quite funny how it's so Pollyanna and the positivity is at peak positive, and why would you dare get rid of a coach? Well. Uh, you're not the the GM felt like it was time sorry that you guys didn't but I, and what's going to be great is no matter oh my god you know what bob bugner yeah he only had those 2 years in florida but goddamn if they weren't in a spectacular 2 years even though florida didn't make the playoffs or even come close but bugner is a really good guy but you know it's going to be positivity on 10 i look forward to seeing it hey now there's a good looking guy in the chat i know that dude Ha, <laughs> Kurt Price, our buddy from Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, it's refreshing to see a coach get fired for actual hockey reasons for a change. Damn, right. damn! Like the only coach who hasn't gotten fired for hashtag Me Too this season. That's impressive. Or gambling, or whatever the hell Jim Montgomery got canned for.
1: <laughs> so it, yeah. So it makes you wonder: Is Bob interim? Is he the man? Uh, a it lot of questions. It depends on what he does this season. Yeah, it depends on what, what goes on here because it's now.
0: It's, Bob it's is kind of like. Perfect, he's in the perfect spot because if they turn it around and they're able to get on a nice streak, get back into the playoff picture and whatnot, and even potentially make the playoffs, then Bugner is now like in, you know, he's got a little finagling, a little negotiating to do what have you. If for some reason it kind of is maintains you know, the status quo. It's, it's just kind of like, well, what did you expect? I got the same uh, players as DeBoer had. You know. Like he's in a win-win situation right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think a couple things come to mind here, and I know the three of us talked about this on one of the discords we've done, where, okay, all, all the haters and the keyboard warriors, they got what they wanted. DeBoer's gone. What happens if the Sharks are still struggling? Who, like, who's the scapegoat now? Is it going to be Eric Carlson, who's <laughs> been the best Brendan player Dillon. the last six
0: weeks? <laughs> Brendan Dillon's yeah, going to get oh, traded. And yeah, and that's,
2: yeah, Bren, like, uh, I, we're not going to get into that.
0: But, uh, I'm not saying he should be traded. I'm just saying that no, your no, most no, valuable, you're right. easily movable piece.
2: Yeah, oh, my God, we're three points out of a playoff spot. We might as well be 12 points out of a playoff spot. It's like, okay, slow down. But... You know, I'm, it's funny. I I had a buddy text me and they're like, dude, DeBoer just got fired. And this buddy is one of those people who's like, oh, oh is he God. a
0: bullshit artist that like retweets stuff from five years ago as if it's current? <laughs> is he one of those no, types?
2: No, no, no. He, he He's always like, like, you know, like like the DeBoer could put Thornton's power play unit out on the ice first. And be like, Oh my God, we need to fire that guy. Like one of those people. And my buddy's like, dude, my buddy's like, dude, DeBoer fired. And I'm like, can you stop like screwing around? Okay. And he's like, dude, go on Twitter. I'm like, no, I'm not buying into your crap. And sure enough, I go on Twitter and that's what I see. But I think going back to the point I actually wanted to make, I think you look at Bob Bugner's, uh time with the Florida Panthers he had a pretty decent roster. Just things didn't go well for him, obviously. And I think to your point, AJ talking about a win-win situation, I think, I think Bugner going to have a lot of proof, a lot to prove this time around. He's like, mm-hmm. he, he left the, I would say pretty secure assistant coach job to go be a head coach somewhere else. Didn't work out. He came back. This is his time to prove that he can be uh, a full-time head coach. And, you know, I hope so. I mean, like we've said, in terms of what's going on coaching-wise behind the bench, the Bob Bugner's responsibilities, which is defense, has been the only thing going well.
0: Okay, hold on. I, I want to get to this comment because I don't get it. Brendan Dillon equals turnover machine.
2: Uh, if you're referring to Apple turnovers, uh, I would
0: agree. I guess. Uh, I was say th- the entire defense, is, but anyway uh yeah but uh again hear me out four words assistant coach or i should say five words power play coach drew ramenda
2: imagine that
0: that would be so great god that would be fine I, I, mm.
2: to I just want to say too i want to shout out four pause uh she's petitioning for me to be the power play coach so i want to just appreciate appreciate it
0: hear me Go out power sorry. play coach Hockey jerk.
1: <laughs> uh, I I will be honest. I I think I'll take power play coach hockey jerk over Drew, just because I remember some of those power plays uh, in the early years. They weren't exactly the best
0: in the world. Well, it, again, it comes down to personnel and deployment. Yeah, a it's true. Lot better personnel on this team right now. And yeah. and jerk, you know, jerk spent twenty minutes <laughs> offering a dissertation about why. Couture is on the wrong wing, as is LeBanc <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on the power and, play. And,
2: yeah, and, and that's the thing; it, it's all about the little things. And even watching the game against Nashville, what the game against Nashville uh, last night? For those who are listening live, like if you watch the Sharks' power play, it's like okay, Carlson comes up, he drops it back to whoever's behind him, and they swing forward. And it's like, I think this is a situation where you have too much structure. Right. Like sometimes with the power plate, sometimes you just need to wing it and see what happens. Right. Because if you're like, OK, I have the puck, so I need to do A, B and C and then D will happen. And the other teams are like, look at this idiot. I'm just going to take the puck right off him. So I think you get in in the zone and Vince G, friend of the show, post- pointed it out as well. If you don't see anything... Dump it in, have the extra guy go and get it and set something up. It's when you get too much structure, you become more predictable. And I think the whole thing with the handedness as well, and I hope to see a difference with whoever the new coach is, is say you're Couture, left-handed on the right side, you can you can still turn your body and look up at either Carl or Bernsey or whoever's at the top, but it also gives you the option to get your stick parallel to the net, the front of the net at least, or if you don't see anything. Bounce it off the boards around the net and go to your other guy there. I'm just, it's little things that I hope whoever the new coaching staff is, they say, okay, that's not working. Why don't we try this and see if it works? Just mix it up. And if, if what they try doesn't work, just go back to the original. It's not a crime.
0: Hockey Jerk will be bringing diagrams with him next show. Uh, Alec Vincent. My Dylan, whiteboard is on the way. <laughs> yeah. Dylan, <laughs> uh, decent, but overestimated among Sharks fans like Braun was. I don't think that's the case. Uh, I, the reason why we bring up Dylan is because he's easily the e- the the asset that the Sharks have right now that is the easiest to move that will bring the most back. That's why we bring up Burns. That's the only uh, thing there. Um, now, Brad, I got to take issue with this. Burns is a minus 21 on the year while EK65 is a minus 3. Why is no one giving Burns crap? Uh, Brad, clearly <laughs> you've missed like the last two Pucknologists and the last five After Darks. <laughs> right. We have given Burns plenty of crap and praised ek65's return from the dead after having a horrible october we can call out both things it's not they're not you know things aren't mutually exclusive i think
2: uh, therefore i am
0: i know uh so
1: and, and we should mention right here there's 153 of you watching thank you so much we appreciate it 153 watching
0: week? only 12 up 12 thumbs up come on
1: people yeah. let's get the thumbs up uh, <laughs> uh you know, if, hit I'm that subscribe right button now too I just thumbed up right now if
2: you Thank all you very much if, if you all enjoy the show you should up oh, 14 there we go if you thumbs up the video something good will happen I can't tell you what it is obviously but something good will happen you will meet your true love or you'll win the lottery but you should thumb up this video
0: yes, one of those things and damn it <laughs> hit that subscribe button tell a friend uh, okay who's this who's this who's this guy over here? New coach needs to make sure we will never see Vlasic on the power play again. <laughs> 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 oh. Hey now, um,
1: I miss you, Chris. <laughs> that, that yeah, Chris, good to see you. Uh, that 44 jersey has a lot
0: of uh, Wayhoff shots, dude. <laughs> Patrick Wah, anybody? Oh man, wouldn't that be a mm. great? Wouldn't that be a great Coley coach? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Uh, David
1: H. on an East Coast work trip and was dinner and just saw the news, had to see what Teal Town was up to, Give a thumbs up, too. Thank you very much, David. Now, hit Appreciate that subscribe that.
0: button, buddy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, big time. Uh, so, so Bugner is apparently the coach. Uh, obviously, we have not heard anything official coming from the Sharks just yet. Yes. Uh, yes,
0: Ted. Yes. All the
2: if I had to guess, trade for out Matthew, come on. If I had to guess, the reason why we haven't heard anything from the Sharks is because maybe they're trying to figure out who the assistants are? I, uh, I mean,
0: yeah. And, and not to mention the fact, too, is that they might just be setting up stuff to have a presser tomorrow morning before uh, pregames, you know, before the morning skate. They're obviously going to be inundated with some uh, media, and you got the New York media here tomorrow as well. So oh, just, uh, you know, I, I it wouldn't surprise me if that's it. And who knows? There might be other things, you know, other components to this machine, if you will, that, uh, you know, maybe some other moving parts need to be introduced. But, yeah, they're, they're definitely going to have to announce – who, like, Boogner's not going to do everything, so you got to announce who else is taking over. Again, do we see what Ross is predicting? You know, where maybe Mike Ricci gets a call-up as a coach? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Brian Marchment? Nabby. I mean, oh boy. wouldn't it be? Know. Oh, dude. All right. Hear me out. Coach for the defense, Doug Wilson. <laughs> like, put your money where your mouth is, pal.
1: <laughs> and it wouldn't be the first time he stepped behind the bench. Just saying So who's
0: the who's the cap for the Sharks that has like one win?
1: Doug Wilson and Cap Reiter.
0: That's it, yeah. So that was in go. between um uh in between uh well, okay. Setter
2: and
1: uh Wilson and RW.
2: Okay, jeez, a, co- oh, a couple of things here. Okay, number one, why is Doug Wilson still the GM? Um because he's a really good GM. Okay, case closed. Number two, LeBanc in a second for Hall. Uh, I would rub a lamp, as AJ would say. Um, well, actually, no, that says LeBlanc. LeBlanc's not on the team. Um,
0: <laughs> but, uh, oh, so. here we go. Now here's oh, a question. Boy. There's Maybe. something to debate.
2: <laughs> Chris. I know exactly what you're talking about,
0: Chris. T. mac or DeBoer? Oh, uh, who are you going with?
2: Why are, okay, so real quick. So uh, two things, actually. So number one, um, if you recall over the summer when Bugner was coming back, uh, the casualty was Rob Zettler. Rob Zettler was fired for the second time by the Sharks. Now we got room. I mean, uh, did anybody else not hate Zettler behind the bench last year? Like, I thought he was all right.
0: I didn't have a huge problem with him.
2: I mean it's it, it what's the saying it's the guy you know or the evil you know versus the, devil the you evil know. you yeah there you go um also the second point I wanted to make so uh, a couple weeks ago John Scott posted on his Twitter uh, a picture of a San Jose Sharks jersey Scott 20 and his podcast said some really cool things in the works and then John Scott said stay tuned now this probably has nothing to do with the new coach but
0: God, wouldn't that be hysterical? Who's going to be the poor bastard who's got seats behind the bench with that drink of water in front of him? You'd never see the game. You wouldn't Uh, even see the Jumbotron.
1: Mitya Reznikov uh, with a Super Chat donation. Thank you very much. He says, good luck to Bob. Um, And, of course, all our Super Chat donations go back to support the show in uh, every form possible. Yes, so thank, thank you very you're... much,
2: Mitya.
1: <laughs> Got to
2: pay you. for EJ's warm-up jerseys. I know. Oh, <laughs> let's, Shut no, up. let's
0: not. Uh, let's not, dude. And what's really funny is I just saw like some weird tweet, and I was like, I started to read the tweet, and I was like, what? And then I saw who wrote it, and I was like, and it continues. <laughs> like, right. It just never ends. Oh man. Uh, so Chris is saying. I'd say DeBoer has a better legacy here than T Mac. Two Western Conference finals, one Stanley Cup final. Yeah, I get that. Uh, but, you know, I'm never going to forget that it lacked polish. That's the, for me, it's Ron Wilson will always be known for a Hanta Yo, and T Mac will always be known for polish. Lacked polish. And I guess now. Deboer in my mind will always be known as not having the answer,
2: <laughs> uh, or as Ro- or as Rocket would say, resting nap face. Uh,
0: <laughs> resting nap face. That <laughs> you know would be know exactly really <laughs> funny too. Is if we could somehow alter the audio from the uh, the the clip from last night's game when Baker started like talking really softly to the officials. And, oh, my God, wouldn't it be great if you saw, uh, yeah, this is uh, Jamie Baker, uh, Sharks broadcaster. If you could uh, get rid of the head coach for the Sharks, that would really help us out. Thank you. You know, <laughs> the, <laughs> that would be great. But now it's, uh, so this is essentially what, the third, Wilson was the, was Wilson the coach, I mean, pfft, was Ron Wilson the coach when Doug Wilson became GM or did Doug yes, Wilson yes. install Ron Wilson?
1: No, Doug Wilson. Uh, or... uh, Doug Wilson had Ron Wilson as the coach beforehand. Dean Lombardi uh, was the one who brought him in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so he brought in Zettler and Tim Hunter with him.
0: So this, so this is Doug Wilson's third coach. Yes. Third okay. coach
1: that he's that he's fired.
0: Yes. So, <laughs> but this is what, uh, exactly which makes me want to be able to use the three fucking times, three fucking times. <laughs> From last night because that was some beautiful audio I want the mics open on the officials every game
2: I'm just saying we, we the three of us have talked about this like HBO needs to get involved with the NHL and have a feed of the game where all the mics are just hot all the time
0: yeah oh my God how glorious would that be and then you would finally have it you know we, we've heard a lot and I'm I'm, I'm not going there I'm just using it as an example, but we've heard that some players in the past have used derogatory or uh, racially charged comments. Then it's like, oh, did he really say it? Well, we all know now. Although, how bad would it be, though, if everybody knew that everybody was miked? Dude, everybody would like you'd hear the worst chirps ever because nobody would want to be the wrong guy who says the wrong thing at the wrong time.
1: <laughs> who says we, anything dumb. We did, get yeah, the, uh, we get your mama jokes back at this point.
0: That would be it.
2: So uh, I, I have a, a candidate for Tweet of the Night, if you'd like to hear it. Sure. So, uh, you know. Not if this, it's the
0: one I think it is.
2: <laughs> no, it's not. So this this individual quote, teed, quote, quote tweeted uh, the announcement that DeBoer, Spot, Hedberg, and Barr got fired. And this person said, DeBoer and Hedberg were notified by telephone. And for the other coach, they just used a little spot remover.
0: Was that Alden? Wow. Alden's <laughs> been on that joke now for that like was, a week.
2: No, that was um, at Anthrax Jones, who's a solid
0: follow. All right. That's pretty good. Uh, something else I thought I saw come up. Oh, uh, another thing now, th- and here's why I bring this up. Um, last night, it was uh, a, a fan, I can't remember if it was on Twitter, Facebook, but a fan quote unquote reported, if you will, but they had a photo of the bench like this guy's uh, seats were right behind the Sharks bench and he's got this photo of Jumbo and he put on there immediately uh, prior to taking this photo I heard Jumbo had just come off a line change and scream er, well not screamed but said very loudly what the fuck is wrong with our team Wow. Maybe that also has something to do with action occurring today. I don't know. But you know, Jumbo Jumbo knows this is the quite uh, you know, quite probably the last ride. And how bad is it going to be when you look at the overall career that that guy's had and then it's going to fizzle out like a bad fart like he doesn't even get the opportunity to play for it in his final year. Oof. That's tough, man. That's a tough way to go. And the the
1: other tough part is that if you don't make the playoffs, I think at this point it's just making the playoffs mm-hmm. to save Doug Wilson's butt. But if you oh, don't, oh, see, I don't believe play- that. I think also, no, I don't that's, that's Wilson. Wilson is guy. But if if that pick turns into a, a lottery pick for Ottawa, it it's it's tough to think and think about it, guys. You gave up Tierney, Balsers, um, help me out here, jerk.
2: Tierney, DeMello, Balsers, Josh Norris, a first, a second,
1: and another first.
0: Aside from Josh Norris, do you miss any of those players, really? I guess maybe Tierney? No.
1: But, yeah, Chris Tierney and his four goals this year, I think I'm
2: good.
0: Yeah, that's true. But
1: at the same time, what's the complaint that we've been hearing about all year? Well, with that money, we could have saved on Pavelski, Nyquist, and Donskoy. What?
2: No, he's talking about if the Sharks hadn't brought back Eric Carlson, which I guess I yeah, okay, you make a solid point, but like okay, Pavelski wasn't coming back anyways, Donskoy wasn't gonna do what he's doing now with the Sharks, and Nyquist right. Nyquist could have came back anyways, and he didn't, which is fine.
0: But let's let's be honest with you know, rewind it however long ago, what two years ago, what this whole thing started with not retaining Mike Hoffman.
2: I mean I wouldn't oh, have hated geez. keeping Hoffman to be told. I mean he's had a hell of a time in Florida. So I I, mean, I wouldn't have hated that. I I I got to say I don't understand like how I just don't know how the attendance issues. I don't know how that's Doug Wilson's fault. It's something I'm reading in the chat right now. I don't like
0: you no, know it's under I mean attendance that's you know that's a, a winning team is going to draw a crowd. A losing team is going to repel a crowd. I mean, look at, but well, and I shouldn't actually say that because Florida is like second in their division and they can't draw flies to shit. So
2: well, that's because their arena it go on Google maps. Shout out friend of the show. Go on Google maps. Their arena is in the woods.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. And when we talked to Randy Hahn, I think prior to this season, one of the things he had noted is that like Arizona, Florida, Ottawa, one of the reasons why they do as poor as they do is because their arenas are nowhere near downtown, whereas SAP is located uh, like in the perfect spot. Uh, so you know to to keep fans. But the thing is, SAP. We talked about it uh, last pucknologists. Uh, You know, hashtag plug that. Um, But we talked about it, that the attendance for the Sharks over the last five or six years, it's consistently gone down. It was, you know, like 15, 16, it was 100. Then it it was 99, then 98. And this year it's at 93 and dropping. So, yeah, you got to do something. And... You know, I I hate to admit it, but I think one of the other deals, too, is that as the performance has gone down this season and as the attendance has gone down year by year, what's gone up? Ticket prices, concession prices, uh, merch prices. It's... Giveaways. Well, I mean, yeah, they've added the uh, the... <sighs> What
2: I mean, somebody's got to pay for those, right? I mean, Kaiser can't keep signing checks. Oh, yeah, that's. Oh <laughs> no,
0: I get what you're saying there, but I mean, even that they're using all the. You know, they did the thing in the 25th season, and uh where they, you know, brought out an obscene amount of giveaways that year. And I think most people thought that, oh, that was going to be a one-off, like you know, it's for the 25th anniversary, and we'll see this again maybe for the 30th year or the maybe they'll wait until the 50th year. Who knows? But. Either way, they did that, and maybe they saw a jump in people coming in for those, and so they said, oh, let's continue that going, and now it's that problem of, well, now we've done this, and people have come to expect it, so if we take it away, it'll be anarchy. Now, well, there's other things that you've taken away, like Drew Ramenda or bowling with the sharks, or uh, four-in-the-net pizza you get, <laughs> you know, it it, it happens but I, and, and, I feel like just the, the, the pricing out of fans has really hit a peak over the last 18 months where it's, you know, the money, it's $16 for a beer and $15 for, for a sandwich. And it's like, I can go a block away and for half that, you know, for $16, I can get a very good beer and a couple slices of pizza. Better pizza and better beer
2: papa johns no uh <laughs> i i i think uh, and and places. and feel free in the chat to light me up all you want but so and aj and i have done this with the vegas golden knights before but going to i've now i've been to four vegas golden knights games and one of the things that they do really well aside from crying is <laughs> getting their fans involved in what's going on they have a lot of ways they pump up the crowd that are actually like not cringy you know um and they they get people involved they have like a big like balloon looking thing that's similar to Air Shark. And like, you know, if you you text a number and then the balloon flies to whatever section has the most texts and that section will win like a gift card or something. Like stuff like that to get the fans like, ooh, okay, I wonder what we're gonna do this time. And, and the Sharks did that with the fin races, I guess. But again, like, oh wow, you, okay, so what if you're a season ticket holder and you have the 25 year package and then you win like a 10% off code for food or whatever. It's like, oh, okay. That's real nice. Like <laughs> th- th- what Vegas does really, and I'm not blaming John Root. John Root's a hell of a guy. He has a very difficult yes. job and I think he does it well, but. Uh, no,
0: I, I love the, I love the, uh, the chat first. Don't blame John Root. Next one. John Root needs to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh-huh. there's contradiction all over this place. But I, but uh, what it, I'm saying uh, Anthony is. Anthony asking uh, me if he should buy a LeBanc bobblehead or wait until turn. Alternative- and Teal gives them away for free. Your call, my man. Your call.
2: I, I'm just like the Las Vegas Knights, They do a really good job at getting getting their fans in the building, but also like getting their fans to like pump up and be part of the part of the excitement. And well, promote. I mean,
0: that's it's not a fair comparison, you know. Like I, I get what they're doing, and it's great. They've hired a, a brilliant marketing department, and that's awesome. But the thing is, again only 3 years old in a tourist you know in a huge city that just screams you know ha- has just a ton of people that are constantly waiting to be entertained so it's kind of different you know like we want to compare San Jose to mm, what Dallas maybe no i know but what
2: i'm saying but the point i'm trying to make is and it it it's like what i was talking about with coaching but beyond uh you know beyond that like Things aren't working. Change it up, you yeah. know. No, like, I hear like, you. And like, like it's, and that's the thing. Like people have, how long have people have been complaining about the food, the food at the arena, and they just got around to getting that situated. You know, the they did they did replace a lot of the chairs there, but a lot of them still suck. Yeah, and but I,
0: but that's a long process. I get that, and and I will say when I sat in the correct final. chairs, they had a whole
2: summer to do that.
0: Yeah it, takes, yeah, it takes a while. They're up, updating other things. Um, but I will say the chairs that they did fix, holy hell, what a difference. Man, those things got a lot more comfy. Uh, our Bodie, uh, our Bodie, our Bodie, Brody Brazil. Did you get that? Our Buddy, Brody Brazil, tweeting, saddened, yes, surprised, mildly, shocked, not really, intrigued, certainly. Difficult to put into words the exact reaction here. There was enough evidence of underperformance this season, but how much of that responsibility lies with the head coach? Interesting. You couldn't say that yesterday, Brody, but okay.
1: (laughs) I get Um, it. He's
0: getting, he's getting paid. It's all fine. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I, I I read
2: a, yeah, go ahead. I was
0: just going to say, let's just get back to, to the thing at hand. Um, So DeBoer's out, spots out, uh, Hedberg's out, bars out. So we're left with Bugner, who, if you don't remember, coached Florida for a couple of years. But prior to that, was part of DeBoer's staff defensively. Was part of the group that helped, uh, you know, the defensive coach that helped Brendan, or Brendan, Brent Burns get his Norris Trophy. So uh, not a lot of success with Florida. Don't know that he had the most uh, talent there to get it over the hill, but. Hey, Boogie has the opportunity to redeem himself, and the Sharks get a look at him. It's a win-win for everybody involved at at this point, but if Boogner doesn't pan out, like let's just say that Boogner is given this opportunity, he coaches the remaining whatever, 48, 49 games left on the schedule. And uh, the Sharks are on the same trajectory they're on now, and they miss the playoffs. I think the last I looked, they were on pace for like 82, 83 points. That's not going to get it done. So if they miss and Wilson comes to Boogie and says, hey, you know what, though? You did a lot of things that we liked. We'd like to negotiate something. Okay, fine. But if Boogie says, "Nah, you know what? I don't want to head coach for a little while. I just want to like be an assistant, or I'm done with this Mickey Mouse operation, whatever it could be." Who do you look for if, Bo- if Boogie doesn't work out?
2: I think it's too early to tell. Just because. Oh, we just coach- wait
0: for another. Well, there's already been five coaches fired. We we'll just take what, whoever the sixth one is.
2: Well, you got to think though, all these coaches, the coaches who've been fired have all been for very sus reasons. Yeah. Well, like yeah. Babcock, Montgomery, Bill Peters, and whoever the fourth guy was. Well, Mark and Crawford
0: is just under investigation.
2: He, yeah, yeah, he's, he's making, he's uh, making an announcement. Under investigation. That we're, yeah. I was going to say, make an announcement. We're going to make an announcement. I think, and I've been, I've been talking about this for, for weeks now, maybe even months or a year, but like. If Bugner works out, terrific. But if he doesn't work out, I think the Sharks need to get a head coach who's never coached in the NHL before. Because the Sharks go on and on and on about their young talent and how LeBank and Meyer are going to lead the team. And, oh, we have Chukovic and we have Chmielewski and all these guys. It's like, you know, similar to what um, – <laughs> I'm not going to make the Dallas example because obviously Jim Montgomery ended up being a bad dude. But, like, like you look at the Rangers, like, the Rangers. You're saying never
0: been a coach in at, the NHL at, at the NHL level. No, I'm Correct. talking. I'm talking. So, assistants count as well.
2: I, I could probably make it exception to that but so you look at the rangers roster a lot of young guys and so they hired david quinn whose highest level of coaching experience was i believe ncaa and so you kind of get that maturation to go at the same time where you have young prospects with a guy who's used to coaching young guys and see if you can't bring them up together do you know what i mean
0: yeah I, i like this comment from anthony marco Sturm.
2: he currently an assistant with la though i would not be upset if he quit that job
1: yeah yeah and that's and that's the tough part is trying to convince them otherwise however the gm in la used to be with the Sharks, so maybe dougie can uh flip the switch on something there um but a lot of a lot of people you know talking uh uh adam oates lindy ruff i mean a lot of retreads there
0: all right uh let's get into some more brody stuff uh, obviously talking about the drastic swings that have happened with the four straight losses, three straight wins, and then win 9 of 10, lose 7 of 8, blah, blah, blah. Somehow you have the, the best PK in the league. You also, at this point, also uh, have the most penalty minutes in the uh-huh. league. Yeah. Uh, but says the national media will do quick research on goaltending stats and take the easy bait. Not sure what the hell he means by that, but... If you've watched all the periods that we have, save percentage and goals against are individually based but reflect the team's effort. Uh, Goaltending, average, plus team defense not good at all. Do you agree with any of that? No. Me neither.
1: Mm
2: -mm. Saying the goaltending is average is like saying that Fanatic's
0: product is average. (laughs) Well, see, what I'm taking from that is he says the the goaltending is average, uh, the team de- defense is not good at all. So, first off, an an average goalie is going to steal a game or two, even if he's just average. And yep. I really haven't seen that from Jones. And then he's talking about team defense, not good at all. Okay, well then, is it Has okay? Has he watched
2: to... Carlson Vlasic play together the last six weeks?
0: Well, not only that, the, there's that, that yes, that's definitely uh, been on the come up. But then, I want to go back and say, okay, the team defense. I mean, and I get it when he says team defense, he's talking about the forwards as well. But when you say team defense has not been good at all, well, then are you saying that Doug Wilson uh, screwed up by paying his blue line thirty plus million dollars?
2: Nope. No, because that's. Why does
0: this team defense suck so bad and why, and if in, in hello, you're, you're putting in a defensive coach.
2: Well, I mean, you just said yourself though, team defense encompasses the forwards as well. Yes. So the, the forwards aren't seeing any of that $30 million paycheck.
0: No, but you get what I mean. It's like the defense has, for me, the defense has gotten better. You would think that that would carry over and it might help Jones. You'd think, yeah. You know, like statistically speaking, (laughs) you know, if you put more talent in front of the goaltender, it's like, wouldn't it stand to reason that all those numbers would get better instead of get worse?
2: And, and I, I, too, I want to identify real quick, Red Jones saying players need a coach that you can, you know, coach. DeBoer on record saying he can't teach. Teacher and coach are synonyms for the most part. I agree with that because we've mm-hmm. seen a couple times with Burns, with Eric Carlson, with Vlasic, with the big guys who could play with their eyes closed. He's saying, OK, do this, do that. Like he's saying, OK, got to play this way. And then with the young kids, it's like, all right, kid you're going to play with Joe Thornton and Joe Pavelski. Go figure it out. And if you don't score a hat trick, we're going to bench you. You know what I mean?
0: Like, <laughs> Yes. I like that. Uh, Lance but- asking if we're beefing with Brody. No, no, no. I don't mean to be on his ass lately. It's not him. It's just, it's broadcasters at large. Yeah. We adore Brody, but broadcasters at large. And this is not a new thing. This has been happening for a while. We talked with Remenda about it. Is that edu- you know, fans that sit there and watch game in and game out and obviously we sit here and talk about problems that we see and then the, the ones that are on TV, they just sit there and pump the tires and every cloud it's, we're not, we're never going to talk about how dark that cloud is. We will only talk about the silver lining. And again, I will always go back to what Drew Ramenda said, how can I praise this team with any credibility if I can't critique them honestly? Yeah. I like that. In, in the board gets the boot.
1: <laughs> but but Red making a good point, and that was one of the things he PDB mentioned early on was that you know trying to teach him was out of his out of his you know box a little bit. And we we remember we were talking about how weird the preseason was going because they needed to figure out which players they were going to implement in with the veterans. So. You know, I, I think I think it was all starting to go to to Crapsville in the preseason that we saw little cracks, and then the start didn't help. October didn't help.
0: But uh, Chris, you... Chris up in here yet again, of course. Uh, Chris, say, say what you will about high danger chances, but I seem to recall a ton of games where the Sharks have made sure barely anything even got on net, and Jones still manages to let in three or four. And he makes a good point. Uh, Chris, you can find him at Brody NBCSN. Um, wow. Well, no.
2: <laughs> I, I, and you know what, AJ? It's like you and I talked about on just You know, the, the cheese just fell off the cracker, right? <laughs> I just had to get that one in there. <laughs> know.
0: All right. So I think we're about done here. I mean, this all just kind of uh, hit us last minute. So had to get in and of course talk about it. Oh, but before we do that though, thank, thank you very you, uh, much, Kopitar, Kopitar eleven. <laughs> uh, take McClellan Black back, please. Oof, oof. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, well, you know what? I don't Kopitar. I don't think that TMac has the same polish that he used to. So we're gonna uh, leave him there with Rob Blake and you guys. Uh, so thanks very much for watching. Thanks for joining us on here. He's at hockey jerk. I should say at hockey underscore jerk. Thank you. There Respect we go. The Puck guy fourteen. I'm AJ underscore strong. Thanks for joining us. We will catch you tomorrow following uh, the New York Rangers versus the San Jose Sharks. That is a seven o'clock start, right? Is a little early. no? No, it's 730. 730. 7 o'clock on Saturday. So is seven
2: one, is that one huh? going to be a takeover?
0: Uh, could be, could be a pucknologist takeover on the show tomorrow. Could be interesting. So tune in for after dark following Sharks versus Rangers tomorrow, and uh, I'll could see you at the tank, <laughs> and it could be a, an interesting. Uh, you might want to just follow the San Jose Sharks Twitter when they do their Periscope video in the morning, <laughs> or. <laughs> As most of you know, uh, there's usually a combination of the broadcast crew, whether it's uh, Ruzanowski, Hetty Baker, Hahn. They usually do a hit at about 10 o'clock or so on Facebook Live. Uh, might want to tune in for that. Maybe set your alarm clock for that one and uh, get in on that. But hey, as it stands right now, Peter DeBoer is gone. A lot of prayers are answered somewhere, somehow. In northern Canada, there is a small, angry Canadian guy just going, "Ah," I mean, losing his mind right now. So enjoy it, Ian. This one was for you, (laughs) clearly. And that's it. Uh, See you tomorrow for After Dark, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real, teal. Enjoy what should be a, a very fun night for most of you. We'll see you on Twitter and on Discord.